The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. A moment of sanity in a sea of madness. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio TNT. And a very warm welcome to the Katie Hopkins Show on Monday, the 4th of December, where we are ready for a big week here at TNT Radio. Today in the show, we're talking about the 2024 Olympics in Paris. Did you even know they were happening? Did you know they were in Paris? Will this be the most disrupted Olympics in history? We're taking a look at the DeSantis-Newsom debate, two big governors going against each other, and the concept of fellow travellers. Have you heard of it? Do you know of that reference from history? I want to talk about that with reference to what's going on in Israel right now. We'll talk about that later in the show today. But you will know, most importantly, it's not my voice that we want to hear. I may be in the driving seat, but you are the engine for this show. And here is how you join the conversation. Katie Hopkins wants you to chat to her. Just go to TNTradio.live, hit chat, and join your family chatting away. We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, good morning, good evening, good evening, good pee break if you're in the middle of California. And uh, if you're watching this in glorious Technicolor vision, which I urge you not to do, obviously, I think it's much better if you just listen. <laughs> it also saves you from looking at my ugly mug for an hour. But if you are and you see me referencing my phone, that is because this phone is you. So this phone in my hand is the tribe. I hold the tribe in my hand, which is actually a really kind of um, a nice idea, actually. So when you're tippy typing away on the chat, which is what I say drives this show, this is what I'm looking at on my phone. Please don't think I'm like looking at, you know, family pictures or (laughs) browsing, you know, some shopping catalogue, working out my Christmas shopping. I'm actually chatting to you when I'm looking at my phone because that's how I see my tribes. Tribes all piling on in. Gruesome Newsome. I know we're going to be talking about that debate later in the show, the governor to governor debate, but really the reasons for it, why the TV channels needed it. I mean, you guys will be well ahead of that. Boridar, our Welshies are in. Well done. Commie California are here. Not even a pee break, just joining. I mean, come on. Call me California, can I just say as well, as this person will know, is much more red than anybody imagines or anybody wants to think. And I'm very hopeful. I'm always incredibly hopeful for California, even though they have Newsom, even though they have idiots, and even though you have Democrats in Silicon Valley and all the rest of it, and you have the richest people ever hiding away in California with all their money. But I still remain particularly hopeful for California because the red there is red. Katie, while you are holding us, ask us to cough. I am not holding your testicles in my hand. (laughs) That's a a phrase I've heard myself say once or twice before. (laughs) No, I do hold many men's testicles in my hands, uh, whether they're aware of it or not, I suppose. I think I always have. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's been fair enough, don't you? Um, we do have actually rather lots of things to talk about. So I'm here chitty chatting to you lot, having a laugh. I'm supposed to be doing a show. But actually, my view is that the show is you guys and us chitty chatting is actually much more interesting than raking up much of the stuff that really, honestly, isn't the priority. Couldn't resist. Yes. Well, anyway, um, let me just say I wanted to tell you about my weekend. So you'll know that I've been away for a month on the road in America trying to put some 
comfort into the hearts of January 6th families, one way or another. <laughs> and now I'm back. And then this weekend was just one of those brilliant things, because I have this theory, right, that you can't be a mother all the time. I don't think I'm a very good mother. I don't think I was ever supposed to be a mum in that sense. And I've never been a conventional mother, as we may have observed in many of the things that have gone on in my life, which I've brought upon myself. I can't say they've gone on in my life. I made them happen. Good, bad and ugly. But like this weekend was one of those brilliant things where you've been away, you've been away, you've been away, you've been away. And then all of a sudden, sort of by chance, you have a really, really good family weekend. And then it makes me feel like, because obviously it's all about me and I'm a complete narcissist. So suddenly I feel like I was like a really good mother this weekend. Like all my children were home. Everybody just had a lovely time. And I had the fire lit all day yesterday. So the open fire was going from about like six o'clock in the morning, which I love when the when the house is all heated by the fire. My um, daughter came home off the farm cold and hungry and wet because she'd been birthing calves all night. And then lovely Mark and my farming daughter went to go and get a massive tree from the local farm shop where I am a massive supporter of the butchery team there. And a lot of the work I do online is supporting the butchers and my local butchers and local farmers. So they went to get the tree there, which is great because that's like a family down the road. Then my other daughter was home. Um, she was helping out with the tree and my son as well. And then in the evening, we watched Love Actually. And now, and I have given it to studio, so I don't know, this is a challenge to studio. But out of the goodness of my heart, I sent studio a picture of my tree and it's properly old school. So I, if I if I knew how, I would click and see if studio is showing it to you. But uh, it's old school. So what we do is, so the tree is is like seven foot tree in the, in the, just inside the front door. I cannot actually open my front door now, but I couldn't give a single shit because frankly, I don't really want anyone coming to my house anyway. And if they do come or if it's the police, they now can't get in. <laughs> and if it's delivery people, they can't get in either. <laughs> I have to put a sign on my front door saying out of action due to seven foot fur. And then oh, I think I'm going to have a cough. I don't have a cough button. <laughs> um, and then we get all the old decks out. I'm sure you guys, many of you guys do this as well. And I'm sure you're like, yes, Katie, we know how to put a tree. Yes, we've done ours, Katie. Yes. But I'm just celebrating myself because I'm not really much of a mother, but it was a good thing. Um, and so um, uh, we got the Christmas decks out. And then the kids, so lovely Mark would much prefer because he's OCD and organised. He would prefer all of the decks to be hung in a sort of organized fashion. And he would like color distribution to be accurate. And he would like weight distribution to be accurate. And he would like all ugly uh, decorations not to go on the tree. Right. So in contrast, me and my three monkeys, we love the ugly decorations. We love uh, the fact that one of my daughter who, who's, um, you know, super, super on the spectrum, so she will prefer to just decorate one branch solidly with all the decks. So she just does one branch, which usually snaps off by the end of Christmas. My daughter, who's like me, loves ugly stuff. And like the gingerbread man who's only got one eye and looks like he might be a paedophile. He is on top of the, he's at the top of the tree. <laughs> and then 
this is a racist thing. So it's not, but you know, were we to be taken off air for me being a massive racist, this would be why. But um, <laughs> but we, I've spent some time in Tokyo and it doesn't surprise anyone. I've spent time everywhere. But anyway, I've spent time in Tokyo when I was back in my management consultant days working for um, Reuters and major corporates anyway. So I have a load of Chinese decorations. And so we call them the Asian invasion. <laughs> this is not a confession I should be giving out. <laughs> So at a certain point in the decorations, when we get down to the Chinese decorations, which are quite heavy, so they're at the bottom of the box, I'm like, it's the Asian invasion. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, Katie. Yeah, right. So so what I'm trying to say is, like, I just totally had a, as if, as if I was, yeah, the Von Trapps, right? It's as if I had, like, the perfect family. Here we are, this is that's in the Christmas, we could have been the Christmas commercial family and then we all sat around and had dinner together and everyone got along and that never happened oh no we all get along but and then mark got the baileys out although there is baileys do you know baileys do we know what i'm talking about here just just so you know there were supposed to be three stories that we we're already covered i haven't got to them yet so the baileys baileys is what's that stuff called you've got chinese decorations from tokyo yeah don't even um so i also got my mother a bloody chanel necklace thank you very much to keep myself in the will um so lovely mark got the baileys out you know what baileys is it's like that cream stuff that is basically double cream but tastes like chocolate and women are like i could drink a pint of that at a time yeah no shit you're drinking double cream that tastes like chocolate <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> it's not russian vodka is it it's cream my little chumba wumba so we've got the baileys out now if you buy baileys from cheap supermarkets here in the uk you get yeah baileys irish cream so what's it called if you go so the cheap supermarkets are aldi and Lidl, aren't they because my mum and dad say they're going down little because it's down the road so we're going down little so they have a version i think it's called ooh baileys and durum it's too sweet for me yeah it is sweet makes your teeth itch Oh, but um, so there is a version in the cheap supermarkets, which obviously I'm a big fan of everybody using, uh, called Bradley's. <laughs> so my children, children, my alcoholic children um, like to have a Bradley's. <laughs> so, yeah, open fire here. Um, I know what you mean. So they, they're sort of clamping down on open fires. And the idea is, I think, of course, within our lifetimes, uh, there won't be such a thing as open fires anymore, which is one of the reasons why I light mine continuously. Um, and no new builds in the UK now are allowed to have open fireplaces built in. Do correct me if I'm wrong on that. I'm certain, I'm pretty certain I'm correct on that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I had a perfect family weekend. And what this means is I'm not being smug here. Like, I'm not showing off. I'm telling you this because I'm that bad a person that I'm like, right. Like, for me, that's my mothering done. You know what I mean? Like, for the whole of December. So it's like, like, say you were like, oh, I need to do some gardening. And you did gardening. You did gardening for a full day. And you're like, right, that's my gardening done for December. You know what I mean? That's how I see mothering. I was like, look at me making a tree. Well, I didn't make the tree. But, you know, being mother, getting the decks out, made dinner, cleared up after dinner. 
hoovered. Like I just, if I do it all at once, all at the same time everywhere, that lets me off mothering for at least another month, right? Which means I'm now free to like go out, spread the word, fight for freedom, maybe go to Israel, probably get arrested, get locked up, get ridiculed internationally. Any of the things that I choose to do in my real life that aren't about trying to be a mum. You know what I mean? Would you like to hear some of the stories that I got planned today? The other thing I need to say, see, this is what happens. There's a weekend and I have all these things I need to tell tribe. Hello from batshit bonkers, North Wales. Hello, North Wales, my darlings. Boridar. Um, bricklayers nowadays don't know how to even build a chimney. <gasps> Oof. That's why really old houses... I know they're a bugger, but old houses with big chimney places, freezing usually, but also marvellous. Um, hello, lovely. Looking for a Dutch Zwarte Piet, companion of St. Nicholas, for my tree. Ah, I see, for your tree. Yes, we don't. What do we have at the top of our tree? If I opened that door, I would be able to tell, uh, but I can't. Good. Let me say one other thing, because I think what we're going to do is we're going to need to push back the show. I didn't quite realise I was going to tell you so much about my Christmas, but now I have. Um, can I say as well, what an absolute darling it is to have lovely Dean back on top of me, so to speak. <laughs> I'm just going to say for any tribesters that have been around, you know, we don't ever need to look back, do we? I say this a lot in life. So I believe, and I say this to myself at five in the morning when my brain starts, I say this to other people who are finding life very difficult. If you're walking forwards, which ways? So this is a conversation in itself, isn't it? Who likes Advocar? Oh, is that that yellow stuff that's real gloopy? Also, what is Advocar and what's in it? And how do you say it correctly? Ad Advocat? Advocar. Advocar feels like me, but that might be a posh. Is it Advocat? Okay, so we need to know what is Advocat and I need to know uh, what's in it. Listening whilst mental sassy Katie is running crazy laps around the bed. Hmm? Whilst tackling Tiger Lily to the ground. <laughs> oh, I see. Mental sassy Katie is running. I did not realise that was related to the pussy. I have to use that word because in honour of my mother, who's still alive, but she calls cats pussies. So we're doing it. Mental sassy Katie. This is pussy Katie as opposed to me, is running laps around the bed. <laughs> I'm so happy that I've got a pussycat named after me. I really am. Um, isn't it glorious to have Dean back? And as I was trying to say, let's just say walking forwards, Johnny Walker had this whole thing and they turned around the walking man on Johnny Walker because there's always a question about which way is forward. Is left forwards, if you were drawing an image, or is right forwards? when you're drawing an image, which way is forwards? Advertising agencies have this debate perpetually. But I believe if you imagine, let's just say for now, that walking right is forwards, I think at the end of your nose, bear in mind, my nose is pretty dang big. Okay, that is forwards, right? So I try to say to myself, doesn't always work as people who've been on the receiving end of my uh, sharp tongue, I try and say that my nose is the, I'm allowed to think of things that are beyond my nose. Do you know what I mean? So that forwards, I, I can only think forwards. 
so that if so that means that if anything is kind of bugging you or things are annoying you or if people have been dickheads or whatever that's behind you and you should leave it there and that the things you should concern yourself about particularly at five in the morning if you're starting to have massive thoughts about the day is things that are ahead of you so on that note i will say isn't it a glorious thing that dean is back and i, I now lie under dean and that is a glorious thing. And onwards and forwards, uh, we go together. So hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. Yes. Someone's asking, is Dean back? Yes, he is. Uh, eggs and brandy? What? Uh, sorry, pardon what? Eggnog shite used to be on my grandmother's drinks trolley. Wait a minute. Eggnog shite. Ah, I see. I thought it was an actual recipe. Eggnog shite. I was like, what the hell is that? Eggnog. It's made... Ugh. It's made, uh, it's made from eggs and, uh. Avocat is a traditional Dutch, I apologise if I'm not saying it right. Traditional Dutch alcoholic beverage made from uh, eggs and, oh, uh, I can't even, the egg bit is making me go. Eggs and sugar, um, uh, brown, the rich, oh, creamy drink has a smooth custard-like consist consistency. The Oh, no, I can't do this at all. The alcohol content between 14 and 20% ABV. Uh, egg. Oh, my God. Snowballs are a rite of passage. Oh, good. If I could get one of those down, I'd be very surprised. And I'm not going into detail about the consistency issue, but I'm detecting. I'm just just let me say, as a 50 year old woman of the world, I'm detecting some consistency issues with getting that kind of drink down. I'm just saying, just that, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a short commercial break. When we come back from the short commercial break, which I'm hoping is not 18 minutes long, because really it's taking my time. Um, what happened to short commercials? Hmm? Um, I want to talk about the top three out of the UK, because I really did think they were important things to talk about. And one of them is epic because it's about what's going on at COP28. And you need to know this because it will make you laugh. So um, having failed to do top three when I should have done top three, we're going to do them when we come back. But I also we're also going to get to the DeSantis and Newsom debate. And as for the other stuff we were going to talk about, let's see what happens. So um, go nowhere, good people, apart from to the tribe. Join your family. If you're new to TNT Radio, uh, if you're just wondering what the bloody hell is going on and what have you accidentally stumbled across, it's TNT Radio. Uh, the premise is that you can be as free as you can be. You can think whatever you want to think. That You don't have to agree with anyone. You certainly don't have to agree to, with me. And that my conversation and this conversation is much better informed if you're directing it by being on the chat. So if you can go to TNT Radio and go to the chat, just say hi. Everybody on there will love you. You'll realise you're not alone. And if you're feeling lonely, go to the tribe. They'll look after you. Dean's schedule. Mm, Dean's schedule is two hours now. He does the two hours preceding my show. As for his schedule in the rest of his life, I don't know him that well yet. Notice the word yet. Hello, Katie. I was listening to you earlier today. How kind. I heard you feel good about travelling to the US. Yes. How do I feel about travelling to Australia? Ah, well, I would be in Australia, but I've been banned. I was deported uh, by the Australian government and banned for three years for the crime of, um, oh, yes, taking the piss out of the Australian government and calling on the Australian people to rise up 
against the tyranny of lockdown. So I feel great about being in Australia, um, but I don't think the Australian government don't feel great about me being there because they're frightened of a small 50-year-old British woman who's a bit gobby. Despite them having political power, I'm the biggest threat to it. Yeah, not to worry about China. No, don't worry about China. As long as we ban Katie Hopkins, everything's going to be splendid. So, darlings, let's have a short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about my top three out of the UK. My name is Katie Hopkins, and this is TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are opportunity zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Wow. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio. Wow. Katie Hopkins. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. TNT. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing I'm still alive. That's what's amazing, good people. Uh, well done to everybody piling on back into Tribe. It's good to see everybody jumping on there. Uh, do let people know that we are back on Tribe. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the top three out of the UK that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, first, one, well, so let's prime you guys on Tribe. Um, COP28. <laughs> I don't know if you're following COP28. So you know these bullshit climate conferences or whatever they're called, right? So we're now on COP28. Personally, my name for them doesn't have a P as a CK, right? And this one, though, I just love COP28. It's in the, it's UAE. Uh, the guy that's running it is called, hold on, what's his name? I've got to find it. Oh, that's it, Jabba. So I call him Jabba the Hut, Hunt, but of course you can call him Jabba the 
you know, you, you could put a C word there if you were if you were not as elevated as us. But no, turns out Jabba, Al Jabba Jabba, Al Jabba Jabba, Mr. Lava Lava. No, from the UAE. Um, he's a legend now. I love him. I'm he's on my marriage list. It's potential. I mean, I could become a Saudi, what, a princess, couldn't I? Oh, imagine that. Wouldn't that be brilliant if I married Jabba Jabba and got in amongst the Muslim massive? I could sort a bunch of stuff out really quickly, couldn't I? And with the sort of funding I'd have, imagine what I'd be able to fund. I could fund all the things I've wanted to fund for the longest time. I could fund the restoration of J6, couldn't I? I could, oh, this might be a plan. Maybe I need to go and meet Al Jabba Jabba and persuade him to marry a haggard old, much used British woman who is not a massive fan of Islam. Anyway, should we go back to the point? So that's coming up in a minute. If you have views on COP28, and if you love Jabba Jabba like I do, um, do go on Tribe, or if you can't stand any of them, or you think it's all about laundering, uh, using Saudi money, it totally is, but that's fine too. Um, so the first story I want to talk about today, bear in mind we're halfway through the show. That's how, that's how it goes, guys. You know, can't stand rules, can't stand regimens, don't like timetables, I'll do what the bloody hell I like. Thank you Keir Starmer, the I don't know what I think about anything, I'll say anything to try and be next prime minister, uh, leader of the Labour Party in the UK, now loves Thatcher. What do we all say about this on Tribe? Um, all that I'm just looking on Tribe. What are the listeners' views on the scumbag Cameron giving Gibraltar to the Spanish? Oh, great question. Let's come to that. Um, so. Keir Starmer now says he loves Thatcher and he has declared his love for her in the Sunday Telegraph yesterday. Every moment, this is uh, this is what Sir Keir says, every moment of meaningful change in modern British politics begins with the realisation that politics must act in service of the British people rather than dictating to them. Oh, oh. Oh, so after lockdowns, after compulsory vaccinations, after taking away our right to drive, after taking our right to make choices about basic and simple things, suddenly you say act politics is acting in service of the British people. Oh, oh, pardon me if none of us believes that for one single tiny moment that you're not in service of yourselves, stealing taxpayers' cash for your own benefit, you absolute lying ass. Okay, good, got over myself. He continued, Margaret Thatcher sought to drag Britain out of its stupor by setting loose our natural entrepreneurialism, adding a plea for disillusioned voters to take a look at Labour again. So this is him in the Sunday Telegraph. Telegraph is pitched at Middle England slash Conservatives. So he's trying to make a pull to Conservatives by saying now he loves Thatcher. Now let's take a little remember about what he said about uh, Thatcher in the past when he wasn't trying to bang Middle England. He said, Thatcher's devastating impact of mine closures, uh, that Thatcher had almost destroyed Britain's manufacturing base. And last year when he was interviewed, he said, uh, the Iron Lady was wrong about there being no such thing as society. So he's come from a position of can't stand the woman to Ooh, wasn't she great now that he wants the votes of Tories and Middle England? So what I thought we'd do, any excuse, 
uh, if you know me, which is that I love Thatcher, always will, greatest politician uh, in history. Come on, tribe, take me down. <laughs> Tell me she was terrible. Come on, come on, come on. You can do it. I love her. I love everything about her. I love the way she saw life. I loved her clarity of thought. I love that she was a politician of convictions and not convicted uh, criminals, but convict. She was, she had convictions and she would, she was prepared to be hated, to have strong views that were clear. And you can criticize all you like, which you're going to on tribe right now and tell me I'm an asshole, but you knew what she thought. Do you know of any politician that you know what they think now, apart from self-serving bastards? No. Let us take a listen. And bear in mind how much I love my gay army, how much I love lesbians. If you've been to any of my stand-up shows, you'll know how much I love me a lesbian. <laughs> I don't think we should do my love me a lesbian uh, stuff right now, do you? It's a bit late night. But anyway, let us take a listen to the glorious Margaret Thatcher in action. But it's the plight of individual boys and girls which worries me most. Too often, our children don't get the education they need, the education they deserve. Children who need to be taught to respect traditional moral values are being taught that they have an inalienable right to be gay. All of those children are being cheated of a sound start in life. Yes, cheated. I love her. I love her. Imagine, so this is Maggie Thatcher back in the day, remember? And she's saying, uh, you know, our, our children are being taught that it's okay to be gay and they're being cheated out of a sound start in life. There's rapturous applause in that audience. Imagine, you know, would she have, or maybe she did foresee what was coming down the line? And um, the way that, you know, it's always take, a, take an inch, go back to a centimetre, isn't it? Take another inch, go back a centimetre. What would Maggie Thatcher have thought if she saw where we were at now? you know, with what's being forced onto kids now. If, if Maggie Thatcher was around at a time when children were being told that it's okay to chop bits of yourself off, you know, when children are being massively confused by the people who are supposed to teach them things like biology, you know, basic biology. What would Thatcher say, you know, the strongest woman, uh, I would say, in our living memory, what would she say if women now didn't really count or didn't really matter, or that even to be a woman was being in question? I mean, can you even imagine the lack of spine that it's taken by so many men to allow us to get to this point where this has happened? And that was her, what was it, 40 years ago, standing up and bravely without apology, you know, without trying to be liked by everyone. And you may you may loathe the woman, <clears throat> but I guess we possibly could reach a point of agreement that says she was terrific at saying what she thought and not needing to be liked. And I guess that's something I miss. Right. I love this story now. So um, let me just check your comments. Maggie was a definite conservative and yet still a globalist tool. Mm, I wouldn't agree with that, but that's all good. 
Um, can't argue with uh, her there. She'd have kittens these days hearing what children are taught in primary school. Yeah, would she ever? Uh, she was good. Mm. Keir Starmer threw his underpants at Thatcher on stage. Surely not. Surely not. She was amazing regarding the Falklands. Ooh, those were the days. Mm. Now, remember the sun headlines. <laughs> uh, I know that my particular niche military, uh, my my fervour and my ardour for the military isn't necessarily replicated elsewhere, but really glorious times. Um, let me take you to a much more uh, fun story that I love. COP28. The president of COP28. <laughs> Sultan. <laughs> hey, Sultan. I'd gladly be your Sultana. <laughs> Do you think that line will work? If I write to the Sultan um, of UAE, Sultan Al-Jabbar, with a, it'd be like one of those cards you get in those shitty card shops and say, hey, Sultan, can I be your Sultana? Do you think that will, <laughs> do you think that will work? I'm seriously trying to pull the Sultan of um, Al-Jabbar because the president, he's the president of COP28, get this. He says at the climate conference, there is no science indicating that a phase out of fossil fuels is needed to restrict global heating to 1.5 degrees C. <laughs> Al Jabba said a phase out of fossil fuels would not allow sustainable development unless you want to take the world back to living in caves. The UN Secretary General is outraged and said it's incredibly concerning and verging on climate denial. Al Jabba made the comments in ill-tempered responses to questions from the chair of, um, to a former UN special envoy for climate change during a live, live online event. So they can't even get rid of it because it happened. As well as running COP28 in Dubai, Al Jabba is also the chief exec of the UAE state oil company, Adnoc. And basically in the background of the climate change conference, which is supposed to be saving the planet, 400,000 people, flying in, many of them on private jets, to talk about saving the planet. And Al Jabba not only says we can't get rid of fossil fuels and having to get rid of fossil fuels to save the planet is a load of old shite, but in the background, he also has organised a series of meetings and briefings with 17 nations in order to try and flog oil and gas contracts <laughs> And I love it. Like if you say you're having a cup of tea later or a coffee or an uh, eggnog, uh, eggnog um, do take a moment just to go to the, I don't know, go to some lefty thing, go to CNN, go to Guardian, go to anywhere that the leftists self-flagellate in the hope of, you know, being better than someone else by being morally superior and just read the lefty tears about Al Jabba because it will make your life that this rich guy who could pay for everyone and everything has paid to have a climate conference there in order to flog oil. 
is I it's the story I can't get enough of it we're going to probably talk about it all week I'm going to talk about it anytime I'm given opportunity because I love it and finally before we go to break um many of you won't be watching of course because you're far too sensible but there's a program on tv it's a load of old crap and it's called I'm a celebrity yes and my mother watches it and when my mother puts it on it happens at I don't know whatever nine o'clock is it eight o'clock at night here in the UK I don't know but um oh sorry that noise was me kicking over my squash you all know I have to drink squash throughout the day. Um, so my mother, when she puts it on the TV, my father says, right, I'm going to bed because he disagrees with it. Anyway, there's these two little people called Ant and Deck that run the show, Ant and Deck. You can't tell which is which. I've done the show. It's impossible to tell. There's no way of knowing. Ant or Deck. But they have said, um, let's not have politicians in the show next year. I think it was an offhand kind of comment, but it's been taken as they've they've made a plea not for there to be any politicians in the I'm a celebrity. So just a stupid celebrity reality show next year. And the point, I think, well, what they're probably making the point of is can we not have a politician anymore? Because it screws our viewing figures because viewing figures are down catastrophically. Usually it gets about 12 mil and it's on about seven mil because there was a boycott Nigel Farage thing, blah, blah, blah. My point is, and the reason I wanted to talk about this, is I think Ant or Deck are absolutely correct. I don't think you should have politicians X or otherwise. And I'm not having a go at Farage. I'm just saying Hancock before, Farage now. I don't think having them in a celebrity programme is a good thing. And I say this because it's good for um, people to have a break from the nonsense. And you can say, well, celebrity, I'm a celebrity, any celebrity, celebrity, big brother, anything I've ever done is more on TV. Totally agree with you. But actually there is an argument for people needing more on TV to take a break from all the other stuff, right? And my view is if these kind of programs are your thing, you don't need politics being brought into them in a bigger way than they already are. You certainly don't need politicians who are well-practiced at performing roles, performing during their time there. And I think separation between noisy daytime politics and stuff that gives your brain a break is really important. So there, from some trivial nonsense, I actually had I actually had a pertinent point for the first time possibly in this show. Darlings, you know what we have to do, don't you? We have to take a short commercial break. We all hope as always, that it's it's the only brother you've got. But he's been sounding much less perky. I don't know if it's because I haven't been around for a month. Um, but um, we need to perk him up a bit because he used to be a lot more perky. Any who, we're going to have a short commercial break. And when we come back, I wanted, well, I wanted to talk about the Paris games. We might have to do that second. I also want to talk about the Newsom versus DeSantis debate because it was Gubernar versus Gubernar. So I want to talk about that. That's what we're going to come back with, which was the DeSantis versus Newsom debate. Did you watch any of it? Did you have a view on it? Did you think it was worthwhile? Do these debates actually work at all? Does one-on-one -on -one work better than the panel debates, for example? Um, so we'll talk about that when we come back. And do join your family. Um, and I just say this in a moment of seriousness, because I was kind of a little bit overwhelmed on, was it Saturday? I had messages from people. I'm just going to read you this. It might set me off. Okay, I'm going to talk. Did you hear that rumble just then? Oh, did you hear that rumble? Because I have my microphone now set slightly lower. I, um, that was my stomach actually rumbling. 
Someone asked earlier, what did I have for breakfast after the nasty vegan bloody debate in Oxford? Well, they fed me half an aubergine, which I refuse to eat on principle because I'm not cattle. The following morning, oh my God, I went down to that breakfast buffet and I acted like a fat bird on a cruise. Mm -mm -mm. I had the biggest plate. I took no prisoners. I had about five rashes of bacon. I had two sausages. I had hash browns. I had eggs. What else did I have? And then I just, there was a lot of meat that went down my face to the point that a guy at the table next uh, to me who'd said hi already uh, was like, cool, you can eat. <laughs> I was like, yes, I can. Watch me eat meat in a very non-sexual way. <laughs> and then another guy came up to do photos, actually, with me, bless him, who was a fan, who just happened to be at breakfast. And he was like, you are even hotter in real life. And I wanted to say, um, did you just watch me eat? <laughs> Anyway, that was a by the by. But before we go to commercial break, which I, we are going to do, I know we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't stress. So this was in danger of setting me off. But this is related to going on the chat and why it matters and why if you're on the chat, why you matter. Katie, I listen to Katie's arms when I need some company. Oh, you know, I do Katie's arms on a Friday night uh, on my Instagram. Well, you might not, but you should. It feels like I'm there chatting and listening in your pub. Um, what a brilliant gift to give someone who gets so very lonely. Thank you. Oh. So that set me off for a good about 20 minutes on the sofa, I can tell you. And then everybody on um, Katie's arms jumped on, Steph, you're not alone, lovely. I do feel the same as you. Company is sometimes just what we need. And what better company to have than this amazing rabble? that Katie has accrued, right? And I feel exactly the same way about tribe, is that um, we are a rabble and we accrue. And the reason we're there, apart from having a laugh and generally taking the piss out of me and gagging on eggnog, is actually it really matters for lots of people. I so look forward to, oh, this is about Friday night, Katie's Arms, which is basically this show, but a bit more of the evening. I really do feel part of the gang, which is lovely as I'm a widow and I live alone. Oh. Anyway, that's my point about joining TNT, right? Is if you go to TNT radio, it isn't just that you get to say what you think or have opinions or disagree with me. It's that other people get to feel and, and genuinely do belong and are part of a conversation. And that's why this and that and what I do is meaningful and important to me for all my avorting about. Darlings, we're going to have a short commercial break. When we come back, we're talking to Santis and Newsom. Go absolutely nowhere apart from to the chat. My name is Katie Hawkins. Don't you forget it. And this is... De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, of course, the biggest story in climate right now is Vice President Kamala Harris leaves for the climate conference with the biggest carbon footprint in history. She's heading to Abu Dhabi or whatever for COP28 in Joe's place with hosts under fire for wanting to push oil and gas deals. Do you know why there's so many people there? Because they realize what a scam this is and they're trying to push oil and gas deals. Anyway, she left and there's 400,000 people expected there. Now, do you really believe 
that those 400,000 people are all interested in eliminating fossil fuels? I would say there are quite a few of them, given Abu Dhabi is in the Middle East and there's a lot of oil in the Middle East, that are seeking to do business because they know what a scam this is. And let's see, at its head, Sultan Al-Jabbar has denied reports he's using meetings at the summit to make side deals on fossil fuels produced by the United Arab Emirates. I'm sure he's smart enough to probably be doing that. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather, even if we can't go over to Abu Dhabi, because it's the only weather you got. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Now my dad has never said that to me, not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says, I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. A moment of sanity in a sea of madness. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio TNT. Yes, a moment of sanity in a sea of madness. That is what we are. And a huge thank you uh, to the team in studio today. Seriously, people, did you hear the timing on that return? Uh, timings, commercials, quick draw McGraw. The boys, I don't know what they've been doing in studio. They've been taking acid or something, but they're very on the button today. I'm very impressed. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, at the, I'm looking at, if you if you hear me saying, let me have a look, or ah, uh, it's because I'm, you know, joining in the chitty 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 chat chats. Um, what's happened to Suzanne? I think we're looking for Suzanne. Um, I am looking, oh, uh, so on the chat, people are trying to work out what time people are doing what. I'm just going to let the boys work that out between them. But all I'll say as well is do listen to Dean because he's marvellous. He's a marvel. He's a broadcast. He's like, he's like slippers. I don't mean that in a dull, smelly sort of way or in just sort of a comfort factor sort of way. I mean that in a, he he is to radio what feet are to slippers. Is that is this complimentary? Am I be, am I complimenting or am I being rude? I'm trying to do a compliment, but it's coming across slightly like old smelly feet going into old smelly slippers. What I'm trying to say is he's very comfortable on air. So hurrah! Um, here we go. Can't agree more, Katie. I am a UK. Did you hear that rumble? That was my stomach. This is what happens if I don't eat for an hour. Literally. This is why when we were talking the other day, Lisa does a 16-day water fast. Uh, I've, I've only not eaten for one hour, and you can hear my stomach rumbling now that Mike has to be next to my, not Mike, the boss, but my microphone is now next to my guts because that's what the boss man wanted. Can't agree more, Katie. I'm a UK veteran with PTSD and only really go anywhere um, with either my daughter or the pooch, and I love it here. And I feel as if I've made a fair few friends. So thank you, Katie. Oh, don't say thank you to me. You set me off. And thank you to Tribe. I tell you, I'm no good when people do this. <clears throat> Katie, you're right. The weather guy has wound his energy level back eight notches. <laughs> has someone slipped him a mogadon? Yeah, you see, this is it. 
wait a minute, Dean doesn't do two hours anymore. Someone else is on before your show. Oh, how terrible. Well, I thought Dean was leading into me, but never mind. Either way, whatever you need to do, listen to Dean. That's very important. Yes, the weather guy, something's happened to him. Did he, what happened? Let's find out. Okay, let's set the tribe at it. So tribe, who who is awake when the weather guy is on? We need a female, because um, I could get out of him in about two seconds. So I need a female to get onto the weather guy, find out about his private life and find out what's gone on. Something's gone on. So where did he, why has he lost his mojo? And why is he so, enjoy the weather because it's the only weather you've got. Because <laughs> he used to be, enjoy the weather because it's the only weather you've got. I really liked it. Is he having a sulk? If he's having a sulk, what's he having a sulk about? Because as I say to many people, if you're going to have a sulk, just get over it or pick up the bloody phone and say what you want to have a sulk about. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you've got to get stuff off your chest. Pick up the phone, get it off your chest. That's my message to the weather guy here at TNT Radio. You know, get it off your chest. Get Let it out. Let it out. Let it out and deal with the consequences. You know what I mean? Like me in Australia, tell the government that they're assholes, get frozen out and deported. Consequences, it's all good. Here we go with the conversation about DeSantis and Newsom. Did you watch the two governors go head to head, head to head on Fox News? So if you're not up and au with American politics, so you have Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, he runs, inverted commas, California, commie California. He's the governor there. Governors are very important positions, control budgets and everything. And then over in Florida, the free state of Florida, free state of Florida, America, uh, you have Ron DeSantis. And here's the backstory that no one talks about, is that because the viewing figures for the panel debates have been so terrible, someone needed to contrive something that someone might actually watch. The reason nobody's watching the panel debates is because Trump has issued them. <laughs> Get me using issued. <laughs> so Trump has basically said, I'm massively in the lead. I'm front runner on everything. I'm also down to beat Biden currently. Why would I turn up on your pissy little panel? And also because Fox News basically uh, stabbed Trump in the back, didn't want anything more to do with Trump because Fox News and the Murdoch boys have don't have any don't well they don't have a penis they certainly don't have testicles and so they're trying to be centrist or a bit left wing and I don't remember if you remember the last presidential election but they called crap for Biden way early I mean there's a whole world of pain anyway they're now needing to contrive something because they need to get views and they haven't got Trump and the panels debates aren't being watched because arguably in an online world, panel debates feel like something out of the 1970s. What do you think, Tribe? Do go to TNT Tribe and let me know what you think. Um, but if you watch the debate, there were some interesting points. Uh, and that's what we're going to focus on here due to time. Uh, oh, I'm just looking at Tribe. Oh, Dean, here we are. Look, Lisa has clarity. Uh, first three days at the worst, then your body gets used to it and starts healing itself. Oh, that's Lisa telling us about her water thing. I just can't even. I just so I'm just filled with admiration. I am not knocking someone that can do a water fast. Can I just say I'm 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 in awe. It's like a yoga Zen, isn't it? Yoga Zen masters. Here we go. Dean is six till seven and someone else is seven till eight. 
So I say definitely make a, you know, make a big effort to listen to Dean. I can agree with this. Uh, I can agree on this with you, Katie. For years of despising, oh, this is Thatcher related. Great. Uh, years of despising Thatcher. I revisited her. Lots of video interviews on YouTube. She bought in the right to buy for the poor and she fought socialism as she saw communism coming in the back door. Wait a minute, is this actually a poem or did that just happen to be? No, it happened to be. She fought Marxist Sinn Féin IRA who had used the Irish hunger strikers for their agenda. And now we have them leading the country and too many Irish Republicans can't even see it. <sighs> Good, thank you for jo joining that, very important. So quick, quick, quick before we hit the top of the hour, I need to bring you this. This was my favourite moment of the debate. If you watch nothing else, just know that in history, a debate happened where a governor of the free state of Florida, America, held up a map. The map was covered brown. What do you think the map was for? It was basically, and I apologise in advance for the language, it was a shit map of California. It was literally, they count human faeces on the streets of California. Governor Ron DeSantis held up the shit map on Fox News, and it was the focal point of a presidential election debate in 2023. Take a listen to this. You're, uh, well, I'm looking at total time, Governor DeSantis, yeah, look, about two minutes. This is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're that's willing so to do it for a communist dictator, so but they're not willing to do it for their own people. Just, I want to get so how cool is that? <laughs> I, can't, I mean, it's not a presidential debate because as it stands, Gavin Newsom is not currently running because Biden runs. But as we predict uh, will happen, Biden will either drop dead or he'll be killed off or he'll be held in his bunker. The idea is he's dead and Newsom slides right on in straight into the running to be the candidate for the leftists. And so out of this kind of crazy debate, we've got Sean Hannity partnering with Ron DeSantis to provide a team of two. You've got Ron DeSantis being much better than he is on a panel, but still not good enough because he hasn't got Trump's sense of humor. And then you've got Ron DeSantis holding up a brown map that is actually the human shit on the streets of California. And having spent, you know, five years across America and a good, I don't know, about a year of my life, I guess, across California, it is actually completely accurate. You know, on the streets of San Fran, that is what you have to avoid stepping in, apart from the one lane that they keep, one street that they keep clean for the tourists. In the same way that when uh, the Chinese government arrived, they just lifted up all the homeless and all the druggies, hid them away, put some Chinese flags up, and now it's gone back to being a complete hit hole. Let me try not to say the word shit hole. Darling, do you know what's happened? We've run out of time. I mean, it's terrible. I don't know. It's almost as if there's some sort of haggard old bird that just talks too much. I mean, it's almost to blame that. I will see you same time, same place tomorrow. Get up early and listen to the glorious Dean, please. My name is Katie Hopkins and this 
is TNT Radio. 